You are tuned in to Kids in the Pit. Hey guys, it's Gabe from the Kids in the Pit podcast. Today I'm joined by someone who isn't in a band that I'm aware of, but is very much involved in the punk rock music world. Welcome, Rob, from the organization Punk Rock Saves Lives. Hi, everybody. Hey. And I actually am in a band. but uh, Oh, you are? A, just a fun band, but yes, a band. Oh, what's the band? Uh, we're called These Roving Years, and it's... Uh, it's me on vocals, Adam from the Faction, Adam Baum on guitar, uh, April Schutman Sh- Sh- from uh, formerly of Sniper 66 on drums, and Todd Daigle of Egoista on bass. Oh, so, okay. I'll check it out. There's a there's a six-song EP out there. We don't get together much, but when we can, we have fun. So. Nice. So I first heard of your organization at a Lesson Jake show, and then I met you at Four Chord Festival, and then again at Furnace Fest, and you gave me a shirt. Thanks again for that. Can you tell me what Punk Rock Saves Lives is all about yep. and what the organization does, and what is your role? Uh, Punk Rock Saves Lives is a nonprofit that tours the country with bands and festivals uh, promoting wellness and equality initiatives in the punk rock community. We like to use our community to try to make a small difference in the world. Um, We've been in existence as Punk Rock Saves Lives since uh, November of 2019. And as you know, the world shut down for a little while in that time. But we've grown grown really well in the three years, even with a pandemic. Uh, People seem to really get it. Obviously, your shirt, one of a lot, uh, anti-flag and uh, Justin is on our board of directors, the leads, one of the lead singers. They have dual lead singing attack. Um, yeah. But um, my role, um, besides being the co-founder, I'm the outreach manager, I guess, is what we would kind of call it. I, I try to be on ground at as many festivals and uh, tours that I can be. Um, can't always be there. Obviously, my wife did about as much touring as I did this year. We were so busy that we're both going in different directions all year. My wife's the director and the other co-founder. And um, the idea was to take our our community, the punk rock and hardcore and thrash. And you can can throw everything in there. And everybody at one time was a little bit of punk in their life, you know, Um, but we can tour with it. Yeah. We can tour with anybody and try to make a difference. Uh, I say wellness and equality initiatives that ranges anywhere from bone marrow registry drives to save lives from cancer, which we do pretty regularly. Uh, we, yeah, we distribute uh, uh, harm reduction um, materials, as in we try to we try to have Narcan for the major festivals. Uh, help help if someone's overdosed, you can help bring them back to life. We give we give out uh, fentanyl test strips because, unfortunately, any kind of drug, including legal stuff, is now being laced with fentanyl, and you might, you know, sadly, you might take a Tylenol someone gave you, and it could, it could cause a opioid over- overdose, even though you no way, shape, form, were doing drugs. Someone yeah. snuck it in there. Sure fentanyl. So we're giving out strips that you can test any drug you're taking. To find out if fentanyl is present and you know not to do it if that's the that's what happens 
And last but not least, we're really big on mental health. Um, we have a mental health group online that's probably bigger, uh, bigger than our Facebook following, which is where it is. But that's uh, really a safe space for you know anybody that considers themselves punk or needs help. They can talk openly, safely, and all the other punks, if you go look at it, will chime in and say, hey, I suffer from that too, and here's something that helped me, or um, here's a way I coped with it, and or just they're giving encouragement, and it's, it's a really cool thing, and it's really helping a lot of people, even not on the ground. So. Yeah, that's, that's really good too. So for those interested in helping out, how can they get involved? Uh, you can go to punkrocksaveslives.org, E-O-R-G, and uh, sign up to be a volunteer. Uh, you can, one, be a volunteer and come help us at festivals and at shows. Um, two, we are always, we're pretty much about 95% um, run by straight donations right now. Uh, we're not we're starting to, you know, file for some grants and stuff. So you can you can there's numerous ways you can donate on the website to help us out and including up, you know, uh, a one time donation or a reoccurring donation, uh, all sorts of cool stuff you can buy. We have merch online that you can buy and the proceeds go directly back into the missions. Um, awesome. We're really even though we look really big, we really are two employees at the moment. Um, and they, and I know, cause I'm one of them and we don't take a whole lot of money. So yeah. we're just trying to stay alive and get the, get the, all the good stuff going. And, you know, eventually we'll make enough money to pay all the bills. But right now we're, you know, we're still growing every day. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, everyone watching, if you can, uh, I guess, try to donate. Come volunteer with us. That, that That's a great way to do it too. So it's pretty cool that you get to travel around and go to so many shows. What is your favorite band to see live? Ooh, that's tough. I have so many, like I'm sure you do. I've, I've seen you get a lot of yeah. shows. Oh, I, I meant to say, I saw uh, the picture today of you with the toilet paper from Less Than Jake. They put it on yeah. their Facebook page. So that was today. Oh, so that was pretty that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, they, the toilet paper rolls. I really never get, you know, you would think as much as I tour with Anti-Flag, I would get tired, but I don't. Every every time they play, I'm singing along, I'm having a blast, I'm watching, you know, Chris 2 jump in the air off of his amps and, uh, yeah. and you know, not not land on Justin somehow. I always I always think they're going to land on each other, but they never do. Yeah. Um, they're, they truly are my definition of punk now. Um, I come from a school of loving seven seconds, of loving uh, Avail, um, loving all these like bands that sculpted a lot of what we are now. I'm a huge Chuck Reagan and Hot Water Music fan. I don't get tired of a lot. I mean, we tour with bands that aren't necessarily the definition of punk, but they, they take us on tour because they think, and this is, to me, the definition of punk is they think they came from punk and it's an influence to them. And if they're out there doing it themselves, then I think, you know, DIY is as punk as you can get. Uh, we were lucky enough to go on tour with Grandson earlier this year. Nice. And that's you would not look at Grandson and think uh, punk, but his fans got it. He got it. He would 
talk about us every night. Uh, we were lucky. Our connection there came through the Oxymorons. And uh, so talk about another amazing band to check out. Check out Oxymorons. They were on tour with us with Anti-Flag and okay. uh, just amazing bands. So, now that's two R's and an S. So okay. it's different okay. than there was a punk band called Oxymoron way back. But this is a newer band. So. Oh. So have you uh, been to uh, any other countries with Punk Rock Saves Lives? Uh, not with Punk Rock Saves Lives yet. We're we're building the United States uh, movement so far. Um, I have been to Canada with Anti-Flag, but I didn't table. Um, when Anti-Flag, luckily when Anti-Flag tours, they're so supportive of our mission that we worked out a deal where I drive their bandwagon and they... I drive, they pay me a lesser amount to drive because I'm tabling every night for the charity. So it opens up opportunities, but we aren't licensed in, in uh, Canada yet. So I just, I just got to enjoy driving for four or five days and seeing Canada, which was pretty oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I've been over with our previous nonprofit that we, that we kind of grew out of um, and built this uh, I had been to Wales and to England and to Ireland a few times, Ooh. but uh, but mostly right now we're really concentrating on the, the United States. I think we did, if I'm not mistaken, we had an activation in 46 of the 50 states in 2022. Oh, nice. So you're almost to uh, all of them in uh, in the like. Uh ones that border the other states like not alaska hawaii yeah our, our trust you know we just haven't had a show a tour go through south dakota or north dakota yet yeah um maine and then obviously alaska and hawaii we've been to hawaii but we didn't we uh we actually my wife and i work so hard at this that it's hard for us to talk ourselves into some time off but yeah. a friend one of our supporters of the charity owns a house on the big island of Hawaii and uh, gave us our house for a week. And all we had to do was buy a plane ticket to fly down and just relax for a week. And that was, oh, that's awesome. That was really, really good in the early part of the festival season. When there was a break, we got to go take a break and unwind and have a, have an adventure. So, but I didn't get a chance to set up there. If I would, that would have been one more, but yeah. We'll get all 50. I'm not stressed about it. So. so do you have any crazy stories from on the road that are appropriate for an 11 year old? Um, let's see. I think I have two. One is way before, way before the charity uh, existed. Um, when I was like, like 21 or 22, I worked at a venue in Savannah, Georgia that had all sorts of music coming through. And one night, and it's a small club and it was really cool. But one night we actually had Joan Jett come to play. Whoa. And yeah, it was really, really cool. And this was in the early 90s. So 92, 91, 92, 93, somewhere in there. Um, and the stage is really tiny and the people, there's no barricade or anything. The people are right up against the stage. Well, her monitor got pushed back while she was playing. And wow. so I crawled out on the stage being the roadie that I was, you know, I crawl out really low to get it and push it back into place and not interfere with the show. And I don't know if you know this, but Joan Jett is really short and she plays oh. a really, really cool, heavy Gibson Les Paul guitar. And 
I'm underneath her pushing the monitor back and she did one of those <clears throat> moments with her guitar, hit me in the back of the head and I went out cold on stage. Wait, did, like, <laughs> did she hit yep. you? Did she hit yeah. you with the guitar or her fist? With the guitar, with the guitar. <laughs> she didn't know I was down there, so it wasn't like on purpose, but, you know, and it's one of those I blacked out for like maybe three or four seconds, you know, that, that when you get hit and you're like, ah, and by the time I woke up, I crawled off and she realized what had happened. And I will give her the, the biggest props in the world. As soon as they were done, she came and got me and was like apologizing, give me a big hug and everything. And I'm like, hey, you're the, you know, you might be the the mother of punk rock. So I'm okay with that. You know, it's, yeah. it was an accident. So that was, that one was kind of funny. Um, that was before. And while I've been touring, doing things, um, I was with Flogging Molly in Philadelphia once, uh, probably three, four, five years ago. Um, and it was my birthday. It fell on my birthday. And Nathan from Flogging Molly kept saying, hey, we're going to go to this uh, barcade behind us, which is where they have all the ar arcade games. And, and we'll have some drinks. We'll play some arcade games for your birthday. I was like, oh, man, that sounds perfect. And so Nathan and I walked back there after the show, after we packed everything up and we get there and Nathan had organized all these people to come. So like half of the, all the bands and the opening bands were there. And um, I don't know where uh, the Bavona brothers from the interrupters walked up to me at a bar in Philadelphia and they were like, happy birthday, Rob. And I was like, what are y'all doing here? And they were like, our tour starts here tomorrow. We were here rehearsing. And I was like, and Nathan called and said, come over. So That's there's cool. a, that just shows you our community. You know, it, people care about each other and uh, our bands aren't unapproachable. You know what I mean? That's what's so great. I know, I know you spent yeah. some time with Sick of It All at Furnace, didn't you? And yeah, I did. Was that, they're, they're wonderful humans, man. I, I yeah, could never cool. get enough, never get enough of watching those bad boys. So my yeah. mom used to sell merch for them and she went to Europe with them. Oh, cool. So, did you did she uh did she tour with May? Was May on those tours? Uh Pete's wife yeah, and Guitar was. Tech. Oh she's and a wonderful also, one wonderful uh, person too. So. Yeah, and also Pete's daughter Lucy is a good friend of mine. She's awesome. I I got to meet her when we did a the twenty seventeen warp tour. We we were one of the charities on the warp tour and they were on the whole tour and that was really cool. So Yeah. So what was your first concert and how old are you? I mean, were you? Oh, uh, was I? Well, I, well, I'll blow it now. I'm 52 right now. I'm, I'm old, but I'm not dying. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm living young. There we go. Um, there were so many, it's really hard to pinpoint. Um, we went, you know, growing up in a small town like Savannah, Georgia, um, a lot of bands came through because of the art school but they would really have a lot of all ages shows, which was fantastic. And I know there's a movement now to make more shows all ages, which I really, yeah. I really am wholeheartedly behind. Cause I don't know if I'd be the guy I am now, had I not gone to shows. Uh, probably mine were more 12 to 16 years old in there going to, there was a skate park in Savannah, um, an indoor skate park called Sugar Mountain. Oh, that's cool. And, and Black Flag played there. With Henry Rollins singing, and that might have been '86, maybe. Um, 
I know I was there for that. But then they would have the big concerts at the Civic Center. And uh, believe it or not, one of my first concerts, big concerts, was uh, Beastie Boys, Fishbone, and Murphy's Law. So, oh, nice. Yeah. But, you know, throw in there that I was a kid that really liked music. So, you know, I someone took me to see Sting when he came through with the Dream of the Blue Turtles tour when he first went solo from the police. And, uh, you know, growing up so close to Athens, Georgia, we got a lot of those bands. So uh, R.E.M. was already pretty big by the time um, by the time I was old enough to really pay attention. But they they would sneak to Savannah and play in bars and people wouldn't, they would, they would advertise themselves as something else. And I was lucky to catch one. I was lucky to catch one of those shows once. And it was REM in a place no bigger than, I don't know. uh, What's a good place to compare it to? Uh, Like a gas station. Yeah. Like a gas station or like a CBGB's wasn't that big, you know, people think it, you know, people think it was, but it really wasn't. You know, it was a, it was a cool, cool. You know, one of the coolest clubs of all time, or legendary clubs of all time. But it wasn't a big, big venue. You know, so. Yeah. Okay, so what are a few bands that got you into punk music? Oh, uh, early on would have been probably the Clash and the Alarm. Um, hearing the Clash when I was you know, 11, 12, 13 years old and hearing, you know, Joe Strummer talk about fighting for your rights and standing up for what was right and being just being the ultimate cool guy, even though they said that, you know, Paul Simon and the the bass player was the coolest person on the earth. I'm a Joe Strummer devotee. So I I loved, I loved all of that. And then right on the heels of that, um, there was a young lady that was a few years older than me and or I in my church I was in I was in choir in my church growing up um always wanted to be a singer and there's a good way to learn obviously um but um her my choir director's daughter went off to college um and when she came back from college she brought me a copy of the alarm declaration on vinyl and said Rob you're really gonna dig this and I was like because she just knew what I the, the music I was starting to explore and everything, and she gave me that, and it really, you know, opened my eyes to just what, you know, I can I can we can be people can be gatekeepers and stuff all day long, but punk rock is punk rock is an attitude. It's not the music, and yeah. they were probably, you know, the acoustic grandson of the of the Clash, but they were to me, they were doing it and doing it right and it gave me hope to want to be in a band and want to do something you know and that that was what it was really about and then it grew from there into seven seconds and uniform choice and uh finding a veil a few years later and you know it was uh there was so much cool music i i was lucky when i went off to college that i ended up a college dj and we got to play whatever we wanted and so we were constantly getting new albums at the radio station and trying them out and seeing what they were all about and finding so much cool music. And, and I got to give out a shout, but they're not like it anymore. Unfortunately, just like everybody else, the, they had to get become like a commercial station, but that was, 
WVGS out of Statesboro, Georgia, Georgia Southern University. So they were, that was, that was an ultimate music growing time. And there was one rock club in town and I ended up working door and sound at that club too. So talk about learning the Atlanta, Athens, Savannah, uh, Birmingham tour circuit, you know, the Southern tour circuit where all these bands were starting to really explode. And that was so cool, you know, seeing, and that's the circuit that Avail came out of, you know, out of Richmond. And so much there was so cool, you know. I yeah. think I saw you stage dive during Avail, did I not? Uh, no, I didn't. I don't remember stage diving. I don't think I stage dive for stage dove for Avail. I thought you did, but I might be wrong. So. I did for Sick of It All and uh, Sick of It All at Furnace Fest and Speak to Your Guns at Furnace Fest. I don't know. The stick, to, stick, stick to your guns. There's a good band. Yeah, they're I think great. I did for Strike Anywhere too. Ah, uh, there. Oh, that was so good to see them back together, wasn't it? So yeah, actually doing some music. They they rocked. There's yeah. a picture during a veil. Um, someone took a picture of the side of the stage where I was standing, and texted it to me in the middle of the show, and it's me and the lead singer from Strike Anywhere and Little Joe from. Um, uh i've just gone brain dumb the uh joey capes band uh Lagwagon. uh uh we're standing there all watching a veil and we're all just grinning and we're just all happy you know and that yeah. that's that's what music's supposed to do for you you know i hope to have the singer strike anywhere on here at some point thomas yeah thomas he's a nice guy so i bet he'd say yes if, if he could, yeah maybe if i I don't have any direct connection to him, but I, I am asking the guys an anti-flag for you. So I'm working on that. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so now for some uh, non-music related questions. So where did you grow up and do you still live there? No, I, I grew up in Savannah, Georgia. I was born in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, oh, nice. moved to moved to Atlanta with my mom in, when I was five or six years old and then my mom remarried and we moved to Savannah when I was in sixth grade. But in uh, after college in 1993, I moved back to Nashville. Uh, my, my, my biological dad lived there and wanted to make up all the time he missed with me and gave me an opportunity to move there and try to do what I wanted to do, which was get in the music business. And Nashville, you might think country music, but Nashville's the music center. They call it Music City for a reason because everybody works out of Nashville. So, yeah. and almost every, you want to know a really crazy point. Almost every tour bus in America comes from Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. My mom <laughs> used to be a, I think, a promoter in, uh, from uh, Nashville. Yeah. We, I, I knew when she, when we were talking about when I was coming on, she has the same 615 area code that I have. So, yeah. But, uh, in 19 or 2011, uh, I packed up uh, to come to work for another nonprofit called Love, Hope, Strength. Um, they were based in Denver and they had me come to Denver and I've been in Denver since. So a long way, nice. a, a long way from where I grew up, but yeah. pretty awesome area to live, though. So I went to Denver uh, earlier this year to see Hot Water Music and uh, Modern Life is War. Ah, that's awesome. I was out of town for that, and I was kicking myself because missing hot water music is is tough, you know. Yeah, yeah, because they're so good. 
Yeah. yeah, they they really are. And they, you know, they had the the double attack of having Chris Cresswell in there with them for that yeah, which for is that awesome. time. <laughs> you know, Ed, that's yeah, what a what a lineup, you know. So I saw them uh, eight or nine times this year. I don't I can't remember if it was eight or nine. So are you telling me Hot Water Music might be your favorite band? Might. Definitely. <laughs> Good answer. I like that. Yeah. Uh, they are like for sure my favorite band because excellent. Like, and have you uh, found out what the rest of us have found out? Chuck Reagan is the nicest person in music. Yeah, he's really cool. <laughs> he really is just a genuinely good guy. And uh, Chris Cresswell is really cool. I've only had limited talks with him, and he always seems cool to me. So I like that. I it kind of with what I do with with music and trying to help people through our music a lot of times even if i don't like a band if their members are good humans i i like them even more if that makes sense so I, yeah um i i i want people to be good humans as much as they are good musicians and i haven't yeah. had many let me down so that's pretty cool yeah like chuck reagan chris cresswell um like everyone in uh, hot water music, it seems, because I've met all of them. Yep. And I get to, I get to see their drummer uh, New Year's night, New Year's Eve. Yeah. So their bouncing souls are playing here, and he plays in both bands of all things. Yeah, George is. Yeah, George is really nice. Like, and it's cool that he's in hot water music and bouncing souls. Yep, it's crazy because they've. I've been at a festival where they both both played. Yeah, I kept joking. I, yeah, I kept joking that his arms were gonna fall off. You know. Yeah, I saw them. Uh, I saw Bouncing Souls, and Hot, uh, and Hot Water in like Asbury Park, New Jersey. They, they it was like a five. I don't know. It was like a four or five band show. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Also, uh, he, I saw Madball and Unearth on like a four day tour. My mom sold merch, so I came. Uh, and Madball and on earth they actually share a jump drummer uh and he played every single night and i kind of felt bad for him yeah imagine that you know yeah um, he's so hard chris uh if you if you know authority zero at all chris daly is an amazing amazing drummer and he played for a while he was in authority zero pulley and uh um the implants um yeah and he would fill in for other bands too. And I used to joke I was going to try to book them all just so I could see if Dally's arms would fall off. Yeah. yeah. I get so, you all in one night. One night. Yep. So, what is your favorite kind of food? Uh, I'm going to go with macaroni and cheese. Still my Good favorite. One. Food. Yep. Still my favorite food in the world, and I'll try it anyway. Um, I am unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, with health. I'm allergic to pork. Um, oh. So I have to be real careful because now everybody in the world wants to put bacon in everything, but especially macaroni and cheese. Every time I go somewhere, I'm like, does this have bacon in it? And they're like, oh, yeah, we put we sprinkle bacon in it. I, like, oh, man. <laughs> you know, but I like to try mac and cheese everywhere in the world. So, so you could be easily Muslim. Um, if, yeah, I, I yeah. I, I don't I don't think I'm a religious person. I think I'm 
I'm a spiritual person, but I'm not a religious person. So anything, yeah, it would be not eating pork, you know, is it also helps, you know, I can get a lot of really good other, you know, food and meat and stuff like that, especially a Jewish jellies, which is really cool because um, there's typically, you know, no pork and kosher diet. So it helps me. It helps me too, which is really cool. And I love Jewish food. So that's, um, but a second to macaroni and cheese is I got to go with Greek. I love Greek food altogether. So yeah. Any, also, any gyros um, and hummus and. Yeah. So. But um, the thing with pork is like gelatin is in so much, like it's in like pop tarts. It's in like, uh, I don't know what else, but it's in a lot of like uh, food. Oh yeah. It's, um. It's a little more, depending on how they do it, that typically is cow hoof that makes oh. gelatin. Um, but there might be some, luckily I haven't found that, I don't eat a lot of, I'm not gonna, I'm not the guy out going and eating jello. Um, it's not It's not my thing, but um, when I, luckily when I'm, I say I'm allergic to, it's not pleasant, but if I do get some pork, I get very kind of violently stomach ill if that makes sense it's yeah. not like it'll kill me but it's it's not pleasant but you know as a whole I, I stay pretty pretty easily on the on the line and you know I tour with anti-flag a lot so I try a lot of vegan food too and oh, are they vegan uh they Chris too is for sure uh Justin is uh Pat definitely and oh they're yeah they're all four vegan uh, I, they might be one might be vegetarian i might i might be wrong there but oh. but when i'm with them they know when i go out with them on tour they know the rad place in every town to get some cool vegetarian vegan food That's cool. and so i i get to go try it and i'm not against anybody's diet i want to i like food yeah. i want to you know so i like food food is good i like food food is good <laughs> yeah. yes i i live about an hour from those guys maybe an hour and 15 minutes so wait so where do you what state do you live in colorado oh i know most of them live in colorado yep they live in uh, well three of them no two of them live in yeah fort collins i know milo lives here in delaware yeah and stefan lives in tulsa wait where's that oklahoma oh Oh. Yeah, so if you could tell your uh, 11-year-old self anything at all, what would you tell him? Hold on. You know, you're going to get picked on for what you like. You're going to have to you're going to have to get in a fight because here and there because there are bad, you know, bad juju scenes that go on in in the punk rock world. There are, you know, there are the bad skinheads. There are the Yeah. And that's not not I will, we could have an hour long talk about what a skinhead is, but the boneheads and the racist skinheads are completely different. So don't use skinhead as a, a bad term. Uh, the, the real skinheads are incredible people that are working class, black, white, Jamaican, uh, anything, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's all about a culture, not about uh, theft and being a racist jerk. Um, So I would tell me, I would tell them to watch out for that. I had to, you know, growing up in the South Georgia scene in the eighties and nineties, there was a big skinhead, a bad skinhead scene. And we had to, 
I don't like violence, but I've yeah. had to, fight, you know, I had to fight at times, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so be ready for that. Be ready to, um, be ready to just keep influencing people. And the bottom line, it's going to sound kind of crazy, but if you went back and told myself then that I would be, you know, friends with or work with or be contemporaries with all of my favorite punk rock musicians, I would have started laughing. And now, you know, I get to go to all of these incredible concerts and festivals and everybody's happy to see us and they're, they want to help the charity and they want to do, you know, what can we do? Do you need something to auction off? Can we come hang out at the booth? And so cool. I, I wouldn't have believed that, you know what I mean? I would have been like, oh, you're kidding. Yeah. yeah. But hang on, you're going to, you're going to make this, you're going to, you're going to use your love of this music to make a difference in this world. Yeah. So would you like to add anything before you wrap this up? Oh man, I just wanted to thank you for having me. It's uh it's it's so awesome. I think I think like I was talking about with the all ages shows and fighting to get those back, punk rock grows every day because of kids like you. Yeah. You know, it 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 opens our it opens our eyes. I don't know, you know, I know your mom's been involved for a long time, so you've seen a lot of cool stuff, but it's only going to get cooler. You know what I mean? Look at, look at this year alone. You know, we talked about those major music festivals and having a blast and, yeah. um, and watching, you know, spread the word, you know, get more kids in the pit, you know what I mean? And, and uh, yep. don't let anybody tell you you're not supposed to be there. So yep. it's, we really should be there. And I guess in closing though, is if you see punk rock saves lives at a festival, come over and say hello. We'd love to meet you. Um, if you can't find us at a festival or something, send us an email at punkrocksavelives.org. Um, get involved. Uh, we're building, we're starting our next, our next movement is to build chapters in some different cities. We got an awesome couple that's doing the paving the way and trying. The first chapter will be in Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin. And nice. they're, they're an incredible couple and they really want to do this when they're not working. And that's what's really cool is usually we're at concerts at night, you know what I mean? So yeah. they can go do some good stuff and, you know, help help make somebody's life a little better every day. And that's that's the bottom line. It's not a uh, it's not a bad thing to care about. people. It's yeah. not punk had its different ways. You know, people think of punk as nihilism. People think of punk as as destructive and uh, and that's so far from what my punk is my punk was joe strummer my punk was the stern brothers my my you know kevin seconds where we were against racism we were against sexism uh anti-flag is the next flag bearer of this whole situation where you know no homophobia no uh no uh what's i don't know all the words you know no uh islamophobia no you know we're, we're humans and we got to work on this together and punk is a great medium to do that yeah well thanks to rob for joining me today and thanks to all of you for watching and listening please subscribe to my youtube channel or follow me on spotify and other streaming platforms until next week bye one love <laughs>